Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks, everybody, for joining us, and welcome to Presuming Competence. Just a few reminders. Please keep yourself muted until Hael has asked for raised hands. Background noises can be very distracting, and for those of us who are hard of hearing, it can make it difficult for us to hear the conversation. When it is time to raise hands, I will remind everybody how to unmute and raise your hands. Hands. The Hall Foundation and Learning Center was founded in 1962 to serve people with vision loss. We invite you to join us at our blind friendly campus just outside of Portland, Oregon at one of our seminars or getaways we offer throughout the year. I was just there last weekend. It's freaking awesome. The big raffle is here with prizes like a weekend at the beach and a $200 giveaway. Who could resist? Living with sight loss seminar for those new to sight loss or for those who might need a little bit of a refresher is also happening and that's happening virtually. Uh, For more information, on both, please stay tuned to the end of the call where we will give you information. Now it is my pleasure to introduce Hiel. She uh, is muted. I, I am officially there muted. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much, Desiree. Thank you so much. Uh, everybody else, Joe Green for streaming, um, Teresa for hosting, and every all of you who are tuned in through Zoom and ACB Radio for making the time out of your beautiful Wednesday, at least here it's beautiful, uh, outside of Seattle, Washington. Absolutely stunning weather. Um, and I, we are going to be talking about presuming competence. Um, just to start with, um, I, I will say that I learned about the concept of presuming competence um, a few years ago by following a certain page on Facebook. Um, And I started doing more research into what it means, which I'll explain in a minute. And I became a big fan. And it is typically used in the world of autism um, for autistic individuals. But I decided that it was going to be extremely applicable to anybody else who's disabled, specifically in this case, blind, blind and hard of hearing, um, blind plus, whatever you want to call it. Um, so when I refer to dis- different individuals of disabilities, I'm not referring to specifically autistic individuals. I'm referring to everybody, specifically blind, since this is ACB and Hope Hop- Her- Whole Foundation for the um, and Learning Center. Uh, so yeah, so there's that. What does presuming competence mean? Um, you probably wondered what it meant when you saw my, my listing on the ACB schedule or on the um, whole foundation schedule. Well, the definition is um, that presuming competence means to assume a blind um, or, or otherwise disabled person has a capacity to think learn and understand even if you don't see any tangible evidence of such is the case. Um, It is the assumption that we are not inherently incapable, we just need um, the right support system in place in order to reach our fullest potential. So yeah, that's the definition of presuming competence is, is the assumption that everybody around us, disabled or not, but in this case specifically blind or otherwise disabled, um, has a capacity to learn or has learned through their own experiences. Um, we as disabled individuals have 
you know, we adapt and grow and adjust or whatever word that you want to use to our circumstances and in order to manage our circumstances. And we may do these in a way that maybe others may not see clearly. Um, and just because we don't vocalize something or act on a certain something doesn't mean that we are not capable of that thing. <clears throat> There's only so much a person can do to reach their fullest potential on our own. And when we presume competence for someone else, we are providing them the opportunity to think back on our own presumption of competence. And as a result, though, um, and as a result of our presuming competence of the people around us, we're able to provide confidence. Totally different word here, confidence. So by presuming competent, competence of the people around us, we are also providing the opportunity for them to develop confidence. What are ways that we can presume competence? Um, there are three ways that I decided were my determining factors for presuming competence or the basis for presuming competence. Um, and those are respect, language, and actions. Again, these are also my, uh, my opinions. You may take this what you want, but for me, the basis of presuming competence within myself and within someone else, um, and as a result, providing confidence with it to myself, for myself, as well as everybody else around me, is to have respect and have the right language and have the right actions in order for these to be supported. So let's look into the definition of respect. When there are several, many, well, at least four or five definitions for the word respect, but the one that caught my eye in, in preparing this presentation was the one that says, showing regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of others. Um, so again, the definition of respect is showing regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, or and or traditions of others. Now, how would we apply something like this? Specifically speaking about the blindness community. Um, ask yourself a question, take a moment to ask yourself, how do we react when someone says or does something we feel strongly about? Um, let's, let's give a few examples. Um, here's a huge one. The usage of a cane versus a dog guide. Why would, why would that somehow, you know, lose some, uh, lose regard for someone's feelings or opinions or, you know, um, in, in regards to the definition of respect, how is that applicable? Well, because well, I'm right and you're wrong. Well, <laughs> yes, moderator, that's a possibility. <laughs> but because dogs are the only way to go. And, and you're, you're silly and foolish for always wanting to use a cane. <laughs> so, okay. So what happens when we do something like that is, well, she's, she's assuming that I, Miss Desiree here, our fellow uh, Hull Foundation and Learning Center moderator, she's making the assumption that, um, that her experiences might be better than mine. Because they are. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and that she... And that she may, um, that she is also putting the assumption on me that, that, 
that I know less than she does, right? Which is what she just did. But when we do that, we're not giving consideration for things like, how long have we been blind, right? And I'm going to put Desiree on the spot here. Desiree comes from a blind family. I do. It is true. My grandfather was blind and taught at OCB down in California, Albany, Braille for many years. My mom is blind. I'm halfway there. And then my daughter is a total. So, so and she's 19. So there you go. Blind so, family. Blind family. Lots of blind people in her family. So, And they're all great role models. One was a principal, a math teacher while being a total. Um, my mom ran a business for many years. Lots of good. Yeah, that's my background. All right, go for yeah. it. Awesome. So now she may know a lot of things compared to the rest of us, right? But one thing that, that Desiree might want to presume competence over is that by showing respect to the rest of us, is that we don't have the same experience that she had. I, Hyen, am the only blind individual in my family. I'm also the only hard of hearing individual in my family. I am the black sheep. I'm glad of it. But that also means that I learned things a different way. I learned things possibly a harder way. I learned things through experience and seeking out those role models that were not in my support system. I had to go to the school system, for instance. I had to go look for other, possibly older, wiser, blind, and hard of hearing individuals in my world and my where I lived, where I live now, in order to find that right support system. Desiree, on the other hand, does not have that, does not have the same experience as me. So by showing respect and not forcing her opinions on me that a white cane is better than a guide dog or mm -hmm. vice versa. I mean, she's had a dog guide. She has her reasons for, for loving a dog guide. I love my cane. I like not waking up at five o'clock in the morning to take a dog out to pee. Um, and it could be also that if somebody recently lost their sight, it could be that they prefer a cane because they could have a fear of dogs or they could um, maybe haven't met the right support individual within somewhere and that will become um, go into their circle to support them to understand that having a dog guide is not the worst thing in the world. So another example, screen reader versus, uh, versus Braille. Uh, or another example, uh, one cooking method versus another cooking method, non-technology related. Um, some blind people like to do things one way, other blind people like to do things other ways. There are reasons why we like to do things and it does not make us any less capable. But boy, howdy, are we opinionated about it? Oh, we are, but this is why we're having this discussion, right? Right. <laughs> um, so I'm um, skipping through my notes here. Uh, so, so by showing respect, we show, uh, by showing respect towards their thinking, say me and, and Desiree, the way we feel about certain things, it may, may affect, but, but it, it can affect us negatively or positively. And we're always aiming to, to help each other thinking, not exactly change it, but try to empathize and be in each other's shoes a little bit um, easier. Let's talk about language. Words are powerful things. We just talked about the, 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 the effect of respect can have, effect respect can have on the people around us. Well, respecting involves words. So, so Ms. Cesare, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a question. What do you think, how, how do you think language would, would assist in presuming competence? What words would you use to help somebody by, well, yourself, you're presuming competence for someone else. What types of positive words would you use? 
Hmm. I just talk to them normally as if they're another human being. Um, I might ask if they need assistance with whatever it is, or, you know, if it looks like they're doing their thing, then I don't even ask. I just presume they can do a thing. If they look, you know, flummoxed, I might, you know, joke or do something. Otherwise, I just treat them as human because, well, they're human. I swear, you guys, this is not scripted, but I knew she was going to go there and I really appreciate it. (laughs) Um, This is huge for me. That right there is huge. And um, not forcing your words on other people. The, the way that, you know, Desiree used an example. You ask someone if they need assistance. They say, no, no, thank you. Go away. It doesn't matter their response. Um, you, step, you step back, you step aside. You put your hands behind your back. Do whatever you can to not presume incompetence. It's really important um in the blindness community we see this so much we talk so much about about the the sighted world of being you know this way but we can be the same way to each other and um and i'm not attacking anybody this is just something to consider this is just an example um it can be in the smallest things. We can do it as parents. We can do it in our workplaces. Um, it doesn't matter what situations we're in. We're going to, um, it's, it's good to find opportunities to presume competence. And, and by doing so, we make them feel better by giving them that space. So Desiree, when someone says, uh, when someone says, hi, uh, Desiree, do you need help? Oh, um, do you need help in the kitchen? Or do you need help? can I help you in any way? And you say no. And that person steps back. How do you feel? Uh, like they actually heard me. Which exactly. Kind of important. Like they listened, Very. they were paying attention. Very important. Isn't it? It's, it's a show of respect to you. And hundred percent, a show of dignity too. Right. Um, huge so i i still take a little bit of a thrill this might be twisted but this is how i feel (laughs) and but i still get a little thrill when i say no thank you and somebody lets it go because for me growing up um language and words were not heard so when somebody's and and i and it works in reverse for me that if somebody says no, thank you. And I am able to like step aside and they know that I offered out of respect and, and, and desire to assist, but know that, you know, um, they, they know they don't need help. So it's good. It makes me feel good for them that they're able to do that. For instance, I'm at work and somebody, and I ask people, you know, do you need assistance or, you know, um, just is may not even be related to assistance. It could be anything. Um, the way somebody dresses, um, the way somebody, you know, you can presume competences for simple things is, Hey, did you realize that your top button of your shirt is unbuttoned or the middle button? And they'll say, yeah, it, it, um, it snapped off. Okay. See you later. <laughs> so I have a question. Yeah. What do you do when you offer the help and you know darn well the person turned you down because they don't think we can do it? Um because that, that that's so I, I actually have a way <laughs> I actually found a pretty good way to handle this even before I learned about presuming competence. So a quick example. So several years ago I met this lady um and and we became friends. She's sighted, she's older, and 
she started inviting me to her home every day, uh, every week rather. And she'd cook this really nice meal, wonderful meal. But I'm not the sort of person, many people who know me well know that I am the sort of person who will ask you, I'm not going to sit around and do nothing while you're in the kitchen doing something. It makes me feel guilty. Um, and lazy. So every day, every week, I, start, I asked her, do you need help? Can I help you in the kitchen? And she's like, no. Second week, same thing. Third week, I was like, okay, something's got to give. I said, I started providing things that I could offer to do. Instead of just asking general questions, I started specifying what I am capable of doing. For instance, hey, um, I know you're kind of in a hurry. Can I help you cut the onions? Slicing onions sucks. But hey, if I'm willing to do something like that, then why not, right? So I started cutting onions and then I started cutting other vegetables and she saw my competence level and she's like, oh, well, what else can you do? And then she started having me, you know, do other things to assist her in the kitchen. Um, so if somebody turns you down because they, they presumed that you're incompetent, give them a little bit of time, but also don't give up eventually give your, give, put yourself in a situation in the place where you can show, show your own capacities and, ab and abilities. Does that answer your question, Ms. Cesare? In a roundabout way? I, I was good muted myself, 100%. Absolutely, wonderful. So, language. We talked about language and words, the words that we use. Um, and respect. Let's talk about actions. And I think this is all kind of rolled up into one big ball of chocolate, right? Um, actions are huge. So yesterday, um, I was at work and, and I was, and, and some of you know that I'm a machinist for my full-time job. I am a machinist and I was running a machine that required two boxes. And I have a system, right? Uh, it's a system unlike anybody else's. And it works for me and it makes me happy. But my team lead comes up to me yesterday and says, hey, Hael, you're doing it wrong. Why don't you swap the boxes? And I just sat back and let him swap the boxes. Afterwards, I, I felt kind of bad because... You know, he kind of sort of ruined my mojo a little bit, right? Like, uh, so I decided that the next time this happens, I would, you know, tell him with my words and explain with my actions that that just because I'm doing things the way that he did not tell me to do them doesn't mean that they're any less relevant. So, um. It could be, and another example, a more relevant example could be that you could walk into another blind person's home um, and moving, painful. yeah, moving things around in their home, what does it do? It shows lack of respect uh, and you're probably not using your words and you're probably, you know, messing up their 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 system right so um and if somebody does that to us we can use our own words and say uh desiree you were invited to my home and i you you rearranged the things in my kitchen i'm not sure how you did it but it doesn't work for me. And if you could please not do that again. And um, by the way, by, before you go home, you're going you're gonna to have to put it back to where how it goes. Because I'm not about to fix this. Maybe. So that's just one way to, to do that. Um, what, what ways, Desiree, can you think of showing presume, presuming competent, competence uh, through actions? 
Miss Cesare? I'm here and I'm trying to think and I'm like, that's pretty darn similar to the question you asked earlier. And it's the same. I just, you know. Yeah, it's not kind of rolled into one, but I think that using your words too, but also I, I think it's leading by example is a good way to presume competence, right? Um, oh yeah, I do that all the time. I mean, it's just, I, I can't help but It's just who I am. Indeed. So, so, you know, I don't, I don't, this is one of those things that I don't just sit there and analyze is I'm because how I end up using presuming competence is when I go interact with the public, not necessarily other blind people or other folks with disabilities. I just presume they're going to know how to interact with me versus going in with the expectation that I'm going to have a negative experience is if I do that, yes, I'm going to have a negative experience, but if I go in, um, you know, it might mean there's a little teaching. It might mean that there's a little joking that go that goes on. But, you know, that, that's personally how I actively use presuming comp- competence is when I go interact with the public. Right. So that's, that's definitely it. So, um, and, and I tend to do the same too um, as well, but an example kind of popped into my head and I, and I see this a lot um, where we can use each other's technology. Like say you, you, we swapped phones because we were looking at each other's apps or something. Right. And, and you're like, well, your voiceover doesn't work for me. So then you swap things out and then give me back my phone. And it's still the way that you like it a little faster and probably that British voice you like using. (laughs) I'm not a hearing. I can't handle a British mechanical voice and I cannot have my voiceover over 65 or whatever it is. So by presuming incompetence or keeping the, or showing some lack of respect, you made me incapable of doing what I was capable of doing a minute ago. I'm sorry that I totally ruined the settings on your phone. It was rude of me not at all to change them back. (laughs) So uh, it's okay. Uh, Here's my phone back and you can, you can fix it yourself because you clearly know how to fix it yourself. Um, So it's that kind of thing where it's just like our actions and our words and those two things are balled up with respect and dignity and showing support and wanting to be a part of someone's support system. What, how are we on time, by the way? Uh, we are at... Oh, my screen isn't zoomed in enough. Hang on a sec. We are at 28 after. Awesome. So... That is pretty much it. Um, I just hope that what I've said so far has assisted any of you uh, in, in, you know, helping you develop an op- more open mind or an open mind or giving you a different perspective. Um, you know, I, I didn't really go into how it applies to how hearing individuals as well as blind, but it's really, really, really important to remember that we all, even if we're blind, we're blind in different kinds of ways. And some of us have blind plus issues like hard of hearing or maybe blind in a wheelchair or have mo- other mobility issues or uh, cognitive issues. It does not mean that we are any less intelligent than anybody else. It doesn't mean that we are any less than anybody else in general. We are all in a similar storm, right? Just in a different boat. Uh, that sounds cliche. It was used a lot as a as a you know comparative during the pandemic, but I feel it's extremely applicable in the blind community. We are in the same storm. We are all blind. We are all experiencing a lot of the similar things. But if we make space in our energy and our thinking, we will realize that we are all as capable as everybody else, just in a different way. And we're all providing each other the opportunity for growth and potential um, and a positive, positive environment. 
if you guys have any questions, go ahead and raise your hands or any comments or let's keep it positive, you guys. Um, and and let's let's get this going. Any raise hands? Not yet. Uh, if you all would like to just just a reminder, if you're on a PC, mute Alt A to raise uh, or that's for mute is the Alt A if you want to raise your hand. It is Alt Y. If you are on a Mac, it is Command Shift A to unmute. And if you need to raise your hand, it is Option Y. If you are on the app, mute is in the lower left hand corner. And if you need to raise your hand, oh, somebody unmuted, then look in the lower right hand corner, flick left till you hear raise hand. If you happen to still be using your eyes, you will still look in the lower right hand corner and you'll look for a little hand icon. If you're on a touch tone phone, then mute is star six and to raise your hand is star nine. And Doug has his hand raised. Doug. Hello, Doug. Why, hello. Uh, thank you for the, the, the good presentation. And um, I just wanted to make a comment or uh, an, an addition. This actually happened to me yesterday um, in my building. I got off the elevator and was going to go around to go through a different door to go out the back of the building. And the lady offered her help. And I said, no, thank you. I, I know where I'm at. I can get it. But then I also added, but I appreciate you offering. Thank you. Or thanks for offering. And I feel it is very important for us um, as blind people or people in general that when somebody does offer to help and you know, maybe they don't know our situation or whatever, that we thank them or that we're, we at least make it a positive experience for them and we don't um, snap back at them. Thank you. Awesome point, Doug. Thank you. Showing gratitude is huge. It's huge. It affects exactly what Doug said. If they're going to if we slap back at them or even to our fellow blind, doesn't matter who, if you can snap at just enough times, you stop asking and somebody one day will need the help and you'll be there and you won't ask. And you never know, you guys, you never know who may want to help you out of, out of the goodness of their heart. And your response will be the impact. So always show gratitude. Good point. Anybody else? Not yet. So when do we get to be human? Um, oh, right. And, 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 and have bad days and snap back. I'd love to know. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we have? Meryl Hi. and then Nora. Okay. Hi. Hi, Elle. Oh, you had a great, great travel call, by the way. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I wanted to say this situation happened to me. <clears throat> but in a different way, on the 16th of um, this month when I had to go to the doctor. And there was a new woman that was an assistant there, and she didn't know anything about blind people. She was very young. And so she starts talking to my sighted girlfriend who was with me, and I said, I can talk. I'm, you know, I'm blind, but I, I can talk. You know, I can advocate for myself. So she still had a problem getting it. So then um, I was trying to take her arm using sighted guide, this woman, and it was like she didn't know what to do. But actually, when you advocate and you're nice to people and then they get it, that's, that's a really great feeling. So it, it's empowering to them and empowering to yourself. Yeah, awesome point. And you know, when, when you advocate for yourself and the next time you go to the doctor, they'll mm -hmm. remember, they will remember. I've oh, never yeah, had they'll remember. Oh, <laughs> so much, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it, it reminds me of this kind of funny story that I had um, at Walmart years ago, years and years ago. Um, I I had a cashier um, and, and she she's like, hey, um, how do you fold your money? 
and I said, and I explained to her, right? And I said, yeah, I pulled it this way and this way and this way. I just quickly told her. And, and then she's like, oh, that's so cool. Literally, you guys, a year later, she's like, hey, um, do you still fold your money the same way? And she remembered. It was kind of creepy. But I felt so awesome that she remembered me and that she remembered the, the system that I told her. And, and, and she's told, she shared the information with her family. So it's huge. So our words, people talk, you guys. People talk. As much as sometimes it bothers us. Our actions can impact everybody else and it could have a butterfly effect. Nora, how can I help you? What you got yeah, for us? Please. <clears throat> Hi, good evening. I mean, good afternoon. Afternoon. <laughs> um, yes, like, uh, thank you. I was like, uh, evening. My question, when I visited a, a friend of mine. Uh oh, Nora, you're sounding. I mean, Nora, you're, your you're, sound is really scratchy. Yeah, you're sounding really scratchy. Maybe um, back off a little that, tiny bit from the microphone. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Uh, I got there we go. Uh, I'm on an iPad. You're good. You're good. Stay okay. right there. Thank go ahead. You. Yeah, stay. You're good there. Uh -huh. Okay. See. Okay. Thank you. I'm here now. Anyway, oh, here my mic. Anyway, my uh, friend of mine, whom I was visiting. We're trying to get some giveaway food they had at the apartment complex. And anyway, I was sitting there at the table, and the lady said something to me. Like, I couldn't hear what she said, and I should have said, and then she, uh, said, then she said, can you hear me? And then I said, and then I said, me? Talking to me or something like that? And I, and she said, yeah, and I couldn't hear what she said. So I should have. Well, I realize now I should have told her my hearing aid because I am partial hearing issues. And uh, and what bothered me was that some people were saying, were gossiping around the place, and I felt uncomfortable around these ladies. So they said that I shouldn't be there because I had food near me and uh, it wasn't for me. But I was there only to visit a friend, not pick up food. <laughs> so... Now I know what to do next time. Yeah, definitely. Thank just you. Just go. Yep, and yeah, next time I have to go on a different day. Definitely. Thank yeah, you so much, Nora. I will not be around. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that I'm able to help through, you know, this this presentation. And um, that, yeah, it's sometimes... You know, when we're experiencing something, we don't always know what to do. Um, we don't always have the be best actions, but that's that's definitely a teaching lesson. We're always a work in progress, right? So thank you so much. Anybody else, Teresa? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next, Teresa? No known hands yet. Oh, awesome. So, uh, yeah, feel free to raise your hands or ask any questions or give your give examples of pre pre presumption of competence, um, things that people have done for you or you've done for other people to to maybe um, assist you in your in, in something positive and encouraging that happened to you recently or in the past where, you know, oh, I see an iPhone has raised yep. on You can, can unmute. It's a miracle. Hello? They're working on it, I think. Okay. I'm here. Hi. I'm um, sorry. My, you know, it's hard. It's hard to hear people in voiceover at the same time. It, it <laughs> is. Hi, guys. Oh, we got you now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's one of the nice things about ACB community. We all know about that. Um, this is Roberta, and I just, I'm so glad somebody mentioned about um, expressing uh, gratitude to the person who offers. Um, you know, I, my, my philosophy is they'll, people will not remember what you said, but they will remember how you made them feel. And sometimes when people offer something like that for me, you know, like something about whatever, can I help you with that or, and, you know, anything? I, if I don't want the help, I will say, 
Thank you for offering. And don't ever hesitate to offer because you never know the next time I might really want the help. Because, you know, it's like being out on the street. You know, sometimes people say, you know, can I help you? You know, are you, you looking confused or whatever? And maybe you want the help. Maybe you don't. But it could be the next time. <laughs> it could oh, really look, come the in. The light handy. is green. That's yeah. my favorite one. The light is green. Really? So how was I crossing the street before you got here? <laughs> you know, uh, I, I've been known to yeah, respond yeah. to people who, you know, random people on the street by responding, you know, um, like, oh, do you need help? I'm like, well, I'm just standing in this corner meditating. Um, but, <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm stealing that. I am so stealing that. That's great. And, and they're like, uh, they're, they're confused for a moment and they don't know whether to laugh or cry. But, you know, it's it's like, it, it's kind of teasing them a little bit. You know, not being ungrateful, but just being like, yeah, like, you, uh, <laughs> they're like do you know you're standing in a corner? Like, yeah, I, I'm just, you know, meditating. Um, just waiting for the, 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 the red to come along, right? The, the red light. But no, you just... If you offer a little bit of humor and kindness and gratitude toward, towards them, and um, and sometimes the laugh, the laugh is a little bit at either one somebody's expense sometimes, but um, the right people would know that it's it's done with a good heart, right? And and it is true to always, you know, say not always, but sometimes say, hey, yeah, thanks for asking. Don't be afraid to ask again because. You could be in a quandary later in that same corner, and you may not be meditating. And uh, I like good stuff. And sometimes you meet great people. Um, I take it as I can meet no stranger, you guys. I can talk to anybody. And um, that's one quality I really enjoy about myself is that I can just talk to anybody, and and that helps a lot. Hi, Deborah. Or is it somebody else before her who is? Yep, their hand Deborah. Raised? Okay. Welcome, Deborah. Good to see you. She'll get unmuted here in a second. Yep. Her phone must be giving her a hard time. I know she knows how. Yeah. Hello. There, she goes. there we oh, go. Hello, Deborah. I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh! I tell you, me and my it's, new. Mm -mm. It's okay. It's Wednesday. How are um, you? Thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, you know, I want to say one thing. I I don't know if anybody knows about the dragon boats. Absolutely. Oh yes. Well, I tell you what. Um, I was a dragon boat paddler on a couple of different teams and they are such oh, real quick for those of us who don't for those of the, the individuals who do not live in the pacific northwest uh or other parts of the country who don't do this do briefly explain what dragon boating is oh dragon boating um, <laughs> uh right now it's there's two different kinds of dragon boats right now people have heard of the rose festival and this uh, June, they're going to have a dragon boat race with the big boats. Um, they are the big boats that are done uh, in only a few places. Then they have the smaller boats that dragon boats are more uh, throughout the Northwest and the rest of the United States and other countries. So what they are, are they have a dragon head and a dragon tail. And they are beautifully decorated. And they have benches up to 20 people, two, two benches all the way down a long dragon boat, a long boat. Um, and they do dragon boat races. And it's a very fun, very festival type thing. Can anybody add on to my? Desiree, I know you know this about this too. Um, uh, yeah, so... Um, Portland, we can probably do better. <laughs> Port Portland used to have a completely blind team. Mm -hmm. Last, it, it um, disbanded uh, last year. Uh, 
mm-hmm. at some point. Um, and yes, they have benches that go over, down the boat. And so you okay. have a paddler. So you'll be sharing a bench with a paddler, but that paddler is paddling on the other side. And the dragon boat that um, the all blind team used to use, I think, had 12 benches, but they make them much, much bigger than that. So um, I'm not sure how the how many benches the big, big boat have, Um, but you paddle in a little bit different way than if you were to do kayaking or canoeing. It's it's a very different experience. It's it's lovely. one and of my you dear only friends. paddle to the drum? Yeah. Um, no, there's there's not necessarily a drum <laughs> oh, on the I boat. It was. Oh, for some reason, okay. Some, some some boats have them, some boats don't. Oh, oh, right. Mm-hmm. You do have a collar. Yes, you, you absolutely. Yep, you do. Hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. And um, one of my dear friends, she's been doing it for a really, 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 really long time. She initially started out on the blind only dragon boat team mm-hmm. here in Portland, Oregon. And then she moved over to uh, a different one. I don't remember the name mm-hmm. of it, but it ends up being an all sided team. But um, yeah, she freaking adores it. It is one of her <laughs> favorite things to do. Um, I hope she's out at the upcoming Rose Festival races. It would be weird if she were not. Yeah. So, so, now that we explained dragon boating and how awesome it is, tell us, Deborah, your, your story about presuming competence. So the thing is, when you're with these wonderful folks, we go to different locations. I've been to Kent, Washington, to Salem, to uh, California, to big, you know, there's a lot of people at these events and stuff. And my dragon boat team have always been very helpful people really helpful when you really need your confidence and you really need your game on and stuff you know um yeah it's been wonderful uh that they're there that that the people are just really outstanding so um uh, that blends in with what you're what what you're talking about but i don't know how to explain more about it's, how they it's okay it's, i feel like yeah. you know i think that the, the, one of the points that you did bring up though deborah is that the people we surround ourselves with become our support mm-hmm. system and yes. and and we hope that that we surround we have the cap- the capacity in, in presuming competent 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 within ourselves mm-hmm. to acknowledge mm-hmm. that the people around us giving us the capacity uh, to be co- to re- maintain our independence our, and our autonomy and respecting mm-hmm. us by their you know words yeah. and actions. So thank mm-hmm. you so much, Deborah. Thank you, and shout out to all those dragon boaters. Hopefully, to be <laughs> that are still out there paddling. I'm thank too you. hard of hearing to do it, but I would love to one day. Thank you. All yeah. right, thank you, Chris. Next is Chris. Okay. Hello. Um, who, who, hello. Hi, Hi. we hear you. Hi. Okay. Um, I've been listening and it has, um, been a very, it's been a very interesting discussion. And one of the things that I find myself remembering as you've been talking is, um, the idea that in my mind anyway, I, I think I got to a point of presuming competence according to my own temperament. I think we each have our own way of doing it, and that's, you know, that's the, the beauty of it. Indeed. Yeah, and it, it took me a long time to learn that because, you know, I just, um, I think a lot of us who are blind uh, especially born blind, go through areas or times in our lives when we just go through our day being shown how to do things and following the script, basically. And that's not, um, that can get to be pretty unsatisfactory, at least it did for me. 
absolutely yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and in fact my mother used to tell me hey what what why are you deciding to do things the way other people say you should do them (laughs) you know it's like well she obviously saw your your competence and wanted to wanted you to go beyond you oh she did yeah yeah and i am um i i have no other blind people in my family. I developed a healthy respect, I believe, for just about everybody, especially um, if even if sighted people, you know, don't always understand what I'm trying to tell them, or I'm not understanding what they're trying to tell me. Um, and I do have a sighted husband, and he he tried he he taught me a compu- to use a computer, and and, and uh, you know it was uh, he'd keep saying, uh, well you know you just click that icon in the corner, and I'm like, huh, you know, <laughs> oh, <he'd> say, <laughs> yeah. But, but sighted sighted people, I I found out are um, they there there is no such thing as the standard issue blind person or the standard issue sighted person absolutely yeah. not. that's where respect comes in right giving right. the opportunity to, to grow and have it within the, the rightful space you know yeah absolutely you are awesome thank you so much for thank you mm-hmm. no more hands at this moment Awesome. So we have about mm, three-ish minutes. If anybody wants to contribute any last-minute thinking, Cesare, do you have any last-minute thinkings about my presentation? I'm sure you've got lots, but, you know, one (laughs) will suffice. (laughs) Um, Go forth into the world and be awesome. I mean... Well, now we have two hands. Ah, Uh Meryl and then Doug. yeah, let's get this Hi. quick. Hi, guys. Awesome. I just wanted to let you know when you were talking about the dragon voting, yes, we have a team in um, Washington, D.C., and I'm in Maryland, and I did participate for a year, but because of the commuting with two paratransit systems, it was on Saturday. It was very difficult, but I loved it. I mean, just the, uh, the, the competition and the camaraderie, and being able to paddle, I mean, that took me a little while to learn, but I just loved it. I just want to let you know. That is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Doug, what you got for us? You're a last hand. Okay, well, um, not the lady that just spoke, but the lady before, I would really like to send out uh, an applause to her and on how she explained uh, explain things. Um, I find myself doing this all the time. I call it myth busting, um, frequently explaining to people that, uh, you know, blind people and sighted people come in all shapes and forms. And just because one person chooses not to do something or to do something doesn't mean that the next person can do it or wants to do it or can't do it. And if I um, explain that a little more eloquently than what I just did, it it seems like people uh, in my sighted circle of friends um, and acquaintances really then seem to get it and they stop making assumptions like, oh, well, blind people probably really don't use hand saws. (laughs) Yeah, you know... Um, but I, I feel like you explained it very eloquently, actually, Doug, in, in your own way. And that's, that's definitely appreciable. Um, I feel like, you know, not only are we um, capable of doing things different ways, and we all come in different shapes, sizes, and, and systems, and all kinds of things like that, whether you're not, or whether not you're disabled, or, or not disabled, or blind, or sighted. The important thing is that um, by presuming competence, we are giving everybody else and ourselves the capacity for growth and learning and support. So awesome sauce. Thank you so much, Doug. So and now we have two hands. Do you want to? What time is it? What's, what's our time? It is not long. 154. Uh, let's, uh, either one of those, um, somebody new? 
Yes, both of them are. One, the first one, phone number ends in 917. Okay, let's take one more then. Yes, I'm 917. Hello. Yes, um, hello. Yeah, um, really good discussion here. And um, it's interesting about the dragon boat. I've heard about it. Always kind of had it back of mind. I wanted to try it sometime. Um, anyway, um, um, I think we have to be patient with uh, sighted people. That's something a lot of times I need work on because yeah. that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that sometimes they, yeah, and sometimes they can be incompetent in in certain areas, and we can have the confidence, and sometimes vice versa. So we have sometimes I guess be patient with uh, everyone. Remember, we're all human. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for the reminder. Appreciate that. Um, that other hand still raised? Yes. Or is it pen copy? Let's squeeze it in real quick. Uh, was that me? You called? That's you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, I too run into a lot of sighted people who are so ingrained in that myth that blind people are by default incompetent that you know for some it'll probably never get busted so to speak yep. but it really gets interesting when the person who is ingrained in the myth is incompetent obviously incompetent in a certain area but they assume that they're more competent than you are simply because they're sighted and then you might really have a train wreck before it falls yeah <laughs> but i like don't we like challenges though pam challenges are great especially when we succeed so yes. you know, oh, yeah, yeah absolutely thank you so much pam and thank you with, so much yeah thank you so Thank you so much, everybody. Stick around for the last announcement. I appreciate that you guys made the time out of your Wednesday afternoon to listen in on Presuming Competence. I hope that this discussion has helped all of you or some of you or whatever. And um, I'll just give it over to Desiree. At this time, we would like to thank our whole foundation contributors and members for without their support. These calls would not be possible. The rest of the calls for this week, we are going to do a cabin fever because it is that time of year, particularly for us Northern folk. We're ready to get out there and you can't, you're stuck. So cabin fever, coping with it through art. We also have a traveling outside of your local area. So if you're not confident in that, we've got somebody who can tell you all about that. And I'm sure a hot topic for a lot of you, blind culture, does it exist? That, that, yeah, that should be an interesting conversation. Um, we are in the middle of our annual big raffle with chances to win a weekend at the beautiful Oregon Beach, Oregon Coast, or $200 in cash. There are also other prizes as well. The raffle runs through... May 31st, we are also offering, as I said at the beginning, our Living with Sight Loss virtual seminar. We want to provide you with as much information as possible to be able to live your life on your terms with efficiency, safety, dignity, and fun. There are limited partial sponsorships available based on need. No one is turned away because of financial hardships. Uh, it is limited to 15 registrants. There is a box of goodies. And if you want that box of goodies to go with this class, you need to register by April 13th. The class is happening Thursday, April 22nd, 10 a.m. through noon. And then again, Friday, April uh, must be 21st. Yeah, April 21st. And then Friday, the 22nd, 10 a.m until noon. Whole Foundation sends out post notes for each session, weekly Zoom schedule, as well as a monthly newsletter if you would like to receive them or get more information about anything that I mentioned above. 
then you can call 503-668-6195. Again, the number is 503-668-6195. Or email us at oralhull at gmail.com, which is O-R-A-L-U, excuse me, H-U-L-L at gmail.com. Oral Hull was the name of the person who founded our park ever so long ago. Uh, just that's why it's there. Anyway, if you want to look at our website, it is www.hullparkfortheblind.org. That is www.hullparkfortheblind.org. The joke of the day, a blind man walks into a bar, finds a seat, then sits down thinking He'd break the ice with the bartender. He asks, want to hear a blonde joke? In a hushed voice, a man beside him says, before you tell the joke, no, you should know that the bartender is blonde. The bouncer is blonde. I'm a rather large man with a black belt. I am blonde. And the man sitting on the other side of you is a whole 250 pounds. I'd, I'd, I'd watch it like you shouldn't. Um, so, so you think you might want to really tell that joke? Well, the blind man sat thinking for a bit about the odds and replied, no, not if I have to explain it five times. I love it. Dead silence. All right. Wah, on wah, wah. <laughs> Uh, competence is how good you are at something. Confidence is how good you think you are at something by anonymous. Ta-da. Thank you for joining us, everybody, and have a great rest of your afternoon.